Why are you making it so hard for the men trying to stand and serve Jesus Christ faithfully by meeting and gathering the saints together as is commanded by the scripture and you're sitting here and writing an article about the American Christians that are trying to point out how horrible and evil it is that you would jail those pastors? Come on. Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast where if the shoe fits, you wear it. And if the truth hurts, you bear it. I am Justin Gruber. And I am Jesse Gruber. And today we hope you will seize the faith. Welcome to episode 46 of the Carpe Fide podcast. You have arrived. Let me welcome you. Do you feel welcomed? I feel welcomed warmly. <laughs> your 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 warm welcome is enveloping me. <laughs> well, it's good because you're down here in the cold basement. Cold it, basement, warm welcome. It is a slipper and hoodie type basement. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we started a small fire in the room. It's oh. getting a little smoky in here. Hard to breathe. That'd be... <coughs> oh, I can't make it. Oh my gosh. We have a special episode for you today. Special one. Uh, We have, let's just say we've had some voluminous amounts of web traffic to our website in light of a response article penned by one Carbe Fide co-host, Jassar Grubert. Not to be confused with Raoul Cartier. (laughs) (laughs) And so we've entitled this episode from TGC to TBC. Welcome to the Billy Club. The Billy See what Club. we did there? TGC to TBC, BC. the Billy Club. Yes. Something <laughs> that you hit people with and also want to join because let's go Billy. Let's go Billy. That's right. <laughs> we had a <clears throat> had some interactions. Well, we've had a lot of interactions. Last week, the Gospel Coalition of Canada released an article penned by one Pastor James Seward highlighting what was become affectionately known as how not to be a Billy. <laughs> Watching out for Billies. Gotta, be, uh, gotta beware. Beware of the Billies. Beware of the Billies. And, uh, and well, what we, what we thought we'd do is we would take, take the article on its words and, uh, and read it. And take what it said and become very frustrated <laughs> and then annoyed. And then, you know, some some righteous anger got mixed in there, stirred up. It was this whole little, it's just like cauldron of, of, of witch's brew, but but holy, not like satanic. Like a holy stew. A holy, <laughs> a holy stew. I love stew. And, uh, and, and, and Jesse, we, we, we talked much and couldn't wait to get off a response. So Jesse penned a response. Um, mostly just asking questions that highlighted the issues of the article. So tonight, I've I've affectionately looked at the article as kind of the the flanks, the haunches of the bull, if you will. And so, what I hope for tonight is that this podcast would be the horns. I hope we get the horns because because I gotta tell you, I feel like Jesse was a little kind. He was generous. He was generous in his words and his questions. What what, what shocked me is that even Pops said that he thought it was too nice. <laughs> yes, Pops. Pops the Patriarch was like, wow, it's a great article. You were really nice. And I was thinking, I don't want to be nice. I want to be truthful. I want to be honest. I wasn't. I want to be biblical. I wasn't not. You were all those things. I'm those not things. saying that. You were, you were very inviting. And that was great. I wanted to be inviting. I thought it was good. I thought it was great. I loved the article. And you know what? A thousand people love the article, so it's great. So much so much clicking and so much reading. 
Um, and your feedback has been great. We've gotten feedback from all all sorts of places, actually. All different very, facets of the diamond. Very interesting feedback. Some even from the surface of coal. <laughs> <laughs> before it becomes a diamond. <laughs> yes, before the diamond. Pre-diamond coal. Yes, you know, the stuff you get when you've been bad for Christmas, because apparently an old eternal jolly man is always watching. Yeah, that kind of coal. <laughs> he sees you when you're sleeping. sleeping. Yeah, he's a real stalker, that guy. He's, he's <laughs> pretty scary. He loves the children. <laughs> Aww. Sounds like he needs to give you a special card when he rolls into town and moves in next to you. Oh, no. Poor, San- uh, poor Santa Claus. Target practice. <laughs> All right. So we're going to address tonight uh, both the original article written by Pastor James Seward and kind of bring in some of our responses through the article that we wrote. And our invitation to you tonight is to join the Billy Club. We Yay. want you to to envelop yourself into the Billy Club. Because I think America, Canada, the Western Church in general would benefit itself much by having just a few more Billies around. Agreed. <laughs> a few more Billies and a few less... Gospel Coalition Canada's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we could definitely do with one less Gospel Coalition Canada. Yeah, and while that one's kind of corrupting, I'm, I'm fine if the other one goes too. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I don't have any problems at all with it. Just you know, you know just what? give it all to founders. And, uh, let's 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 you know, put the resources to better use. That's cross all I'm politic, saying. Just give it all to them. Let's 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 uh, let's. You know what? I think you know if we could take all those resources and move them over into Africa and let <clears throat> let uh. Uh, I I'm totally <laughs> brain fart on names. I, I'd love to help you, and I know exactly of the person that you're thinking of. But just the, just the funny, just uh, yeah, just send it right on over to <laughs> Africa with you know <laughs> Augustine. You know? <laughs> I was thinking Alexander of Hippo. <laughs> it was Augustine of, of Hippo. Hippo. <laughs> You know what? Let's send it to Scotland to John Knox. I don't want to stop it. Maybe Vadi Balcom. That's the guy. Is that his name? (laughs) I'm like, wait a second. Look at that. He's like, what? Did I do it wrong? Holy crap. Anyway, so now we've allocated those resources. Let's get into the content of this article. Ooh-wee. Jesse, when you <laughs> yeah, originally should pull that bad theology right <laughs> on over to Africa. <laughs> oh no! How did the Gospel Coalition get over here in Africa? Oh, Ooh. all right. Anyway, <laughs> it was a mess. It was. It was very messy. Some of the issues that we take with the original article written, uh, which, by the way, you don't have the title here, and I'm not thinking of it offhand. So it you might is literally a word to American Christians from a pastor in Canada. And I was talking with someone today, and you know that it's always going to be a self-serving article when um, you just it, it says the groups of people that it's talking about right in, right in the title. <laughs> you know? A word to white Christians from a black pastor. A word to, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> to cisgender males from a trans activist. You can always just... Yeah, you do see how it kind of gets a little it gets a little one-sided on the self-serving. Yeah. <coughs> well, given that... One we're, of our, we're choking on all of the smoke. One of the, the fire. One of the really big things that stood out in the article when we read it, us being American <laughs> evangelical Christian types... <laughs> You know us down here. Barrel of the gun was right <laughs> at us. Yeah, it was. It felt. It felt like right off. Right off the bat, we were going to have some sort of altercation. 
yeah. you know? And um, one of the things that really struck me is that <clears throat> the the American church was was broadly condemned um, as it as it seemed to be stifling the Canadian church. I believe he referred to it as a 50-pound weight as he tried to walk across a tightrope, all right? And one, one arm has a 50-pound weight attached to it, and that 50-pound weight is the American church. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> to which I was like, well, brother... We should bear up on bear up under one another's burdens, my friend. The Bible says <laughs> so. Go ahead. Oh man. Oh. Oh gee. Yeah. No. I, that was. It was so. Like I read that. I'm trying to find it in his original article. My, my, immediate reaction, which is which is in our article's response, was that. Oh yeah. Boy, I think there has been a weight tied, but it's less so a 50 pound weight tied around the arm, and more so. A millstone tied around the neck, and it was tied there by themselves. By yourselves. Yeah, because... You done tied the millstone. We always tie our own millstones. Because the context of the millstone is literally someone who's going to be teaching falsely. And there's a problem there. That's a... That's a problem. A big old problem. To lead falsely. And a big old kingdom problem. And as we've grown our interactions with the Canadian church, what, we're, what we've found is that not unlike the church in America, it's, it's a Western church holistic problem uh, that the church has grown soft towards sin and lacks towards its understanding of biblical literacy and engagement with the word. And therefore, it lo- allows all sorts of manner of everything to creep in, whether it be the, um, the sexual revolution, gender confusion, uh, the issues, geez, over over government and their ability to control or dictate what churches should or should not do or say or cannot say. Uh, there's just so many influences that is just, uh, they're just allowed to creep in because holistically um, this progressive Christian movement is everywhere. And it's basically deconstructing. That's the fancy buzzword. Um, what is simply historical, biblical, orthodox faith, <laughs> you know, like, the thing upon which we would, you know, establish objective source. <laughs> so uh, that's that's the big that's the big concern here for me. Um, that's why the millstone comes in because if you're going to run away from that and begin to move in other directions, then you're literally it would be better for you that a millstone would be tied around your neck and you would be cast into the sea than to continue to lead people away from the truth of God. Yes, which means, uh, well, die. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what happens when you have. A- you know what? Never really tied a millstone around my neck and jumped into the ocean, but I would assume that it is difficult to, <laughs> let's say, keep oneself afloat, so to speak. Yeah, the Bible kind of just leaves it as a little bit of a cliffhanger, you know, as far as what happens. Kind of like, kind of like it leaves, uh, you know, that cliffhanger in uh, where is it? Proverbs, where it's like better to better to wander about in the wilderness than to live in the house with a contentious woman. It's like, well, what happens when you wander in the wilderness, Justin, for too long? Well. You get dehydrated and sunburned. <laughs> well, and then, and then, <laughs> then you die. <laughs> then death. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, the the charge here uh, in his section, another dynamic. He says, "Imagine you." I'm going to try to read this without without my sarcastic tone. Imagine you are walking a tightrope, both arms outstretched to help you maintain balance. You need both arms, but oddly, one of those arms has a 50-pound weight attached to it. As a result, finding your balance is tricky. That's what it's like to be a Canadian pastor. And American evangelicals are that 50-pound weight. Now, 
I'm wondering, can you, when you read nuance into that, is there another layer <laughs> in which he doesn't mean that American, is, American <laughs> church is a 50-pound weight? Well, is there another level that I'm not missing? Or is it? does it feel rather explicit? I mean, you know... <laughs> Sometimes the words just say what they say. I mean, I don't I th- know. And so, all right, so, so. <laughs> so, so just to be generous there. <laughs> and I mean, let's, let, let's also, let's also, can we just circle back and, and talk about what it's, what, what it means to walk on a tightrope, right? Tightropes are usually strong. Where, where, where are they? Are they strong close to the ground or are they strong up? Wait, well, if I'm walking on it, it better be real close to the ground. <laughs> no, right. I mean, tight ropes are usually up high. Yeah, that's what makes them exciting. You know, and that yeah, and, and also terrifying. And you yeah. know what, boy, if you were up high with a fifty pound weight attached, you're gonna be falling off. And you know what happens after you fall off? Same thing that happens to a man wandering in the desert because he lives with a contentious wife, and the same thing that happens to someone with a wheelchair tied around their neck, thrown in the bottom of the ocean. You die. Oh, you know what I I would like to do? It's a pretty clear condemnation. I would like to not walk on a tightrope. Uh, yeah, I say you know just avoid the tightrope altogether. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I'd like to stand on the firm foundation of the Word of God, and I'll just kind of stand there. Yeah, and, I'd, uh, I'd rather be standing there on the uh, on the Word of God than walking on that tightrope there. Yep, hold the line, baby. Yeah. Just stand there and hold it. Yeah. Gee whiz! Rather no, just, don't uh, walk on it. Stop walking on it. What's yeah, wrong with you? I'd rather have a I'd rather have a sword in my hand than a fifty pound weight on my other hand. <laughs> yep, that's what I would. This I agree. Is, this is getting the so metaphor is getting down. The <laughs> so yeah, it, he refers to American evangelical media as a behemoth. Uh, he says that American Christians use Canada. I mean, these are all. These are not. These are. These are statements that i there's not i, I want to give a charitable nuance to i just there's there's hard to find it it's hard to find the nuance there and because of that i want to say i want to say something this article doesn't necessarily mention covid but for you to think of it outside of the context that we're in it doesn't exist if not for everything that's going on with governments massive power grab utilizing fear as the motivator for people to relinquish freedoms it's just it's there's no reason to write this article if not for that case because let's say american christians are using canada why would we be using canada could it possibly be because well gee i don't know for the first time in forever in the western in the western civilized world we're jailing pastors for simply holding church i don't know i mean call me crazy but I'm not going to lie when I say this. I, I wouldn't even have been able to tell you the name of a pastor in Canada prior to the year 2020. Like, I, I say that with all sincerity, and I mean and I mean no disrespect. Yeah, well, apparently the scenario because... where Americans talk about Canadian pastors, I just, I just don't see that yeah. having happened prior. Yeah, no, but you know what? I, I sure did start talking about Canadian pastors once the government of Canada decided it was a good idea to start jailing them and fining them for holding church. Yeah. You see, because it doesn't matter that I'm use I'm not using Canada. I'm pointing out the incredible courage and fortitude to stand on the truth of God's word over and above the mandates of the civil magistrates. Right. And that is important. And I'm not using that unless you would consider me using that as a tool to exhort and 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 affirm that truth in the hearts and lives of all Christians throughout the known world, then yes, I am definitely using that. But if that doesn't happen, we don't have a lot to talk about. 
Because it, it's not like I, I don't find myself in general parlance mentioning, well, Canada. A rid, I, I, when I say that prior prior to any of this happening, I've referred to Canada as simply America's hat. That's how I referred to Canada. I didn't know people in it. I didn't know that I didn't know. I didn't honestly identifying a church in Canada would have been impossible for me. I didn't know where there would have been one. Yeah. Now I know where there's a whole bunch of good, biblically sound, gospel centered and driven pastors who love a bunch, maybe several. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Several, and perhaps that's the problem. Perhaps that's the problem, Pastor Seward. There's only several churches that are actually biblically holding the line in Canada. Yeah, maybe the maybe. Oh gosh! All right, see. Yeah, no, no, it's okay. I I want to make sure that we use as much of his article as we possibly can. What I do not want to be accused of is misrepresenting uh, the words that were spoken. So, um, you know, right in the beginning, he talks about how how challenging it is to be a pastor. Uh, in Canada, he he talks about uh, being underfunded. He talks about the the geography, which which seems like its own challenge. Um, th- then you get to the section where he talks about American evangelical media, and that that's what you were kind of referencing with some of those quotes there. So I just want to make sure we've got the context wait, wait, wait. here. Before you, but I, you, I want you to jump in on the the media thing. So you're telling me there's a pastor that's upset that the church isn't getting enough funds, as if that's a uniquely Canadian problem. I mean, he. It seems like he sees that that way. Yes. Well, that's. I th- I find it a bit ironic because wasn't it the? We're, do you remember? Do you remember when we were doing research for our other Gospel Coalition episode? There was that one. There was that one plea to the to the Canadian government, like they put their own declaration out, kind of like saying, oh, "Please let us open the churches back." And didn't they reference how many billions of dollars they they bring in and give in they, charity? Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what they did. Huh. But but I mean. And geography, same publication. <laughs> and, <laughs> but ironically, geography is is certainly an issue for places like Canada, which you know places in Canada look much like many different places across the American continent. Yeah, here. He, he's just saying that it's much sparser. It's it's difficult, more difficult to communicate to as people are farther away. I, I I just I just find both of those arguments to be relatively um, mundane. Arguments as to the difficulty in pastoring a church. I mean, as as we are both local church pastors, I do not need input from pastors in California, say, to help me pastor here in my local church context. So, in that sense, I agree with you. Yes, right. And there are also there are also issues that any pastor could be facing across this North American continent. So, I don't, I don't find them like those aren't uniquely challenging issues, is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. All right. Anyway, I mean, I'm not going to say I know exactly what he's talking about because I'm just not there. I don't know. Sounds fair. That's a generous take. Anyway, the American evangelical media behemoth. (laughs) So he says, meanwhile, the American evangelical media behemoth comes upon a Canadian pastor or story that serves American interests well. Now, here we here we like already that serves American interests well. I I seriously don't even I, I don't even know what to do with that. I truly don't. Because it's already judging the intentions of these people. Yes. And I don't know how you can judge the intentions of these people. Well, first you'd have to define what are unless, Ameri- unless, what, are, what are these American interests. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I don't understand. Not once have I been benefited from sharing a story about uh, Jacob Rayom. No. Mainly because nobody knows who he is down here. <laughs> right. And the point is to make it known that there are pastors taking that. Right. The point is not to benefit the, you know, this is not Sam the Eagle 
it's the American way. It's not. This is not. That's not what this <laughs> is. What this is is it's the Christian way. It's the biblical mandate to hold church as Christ is the sovereign over it. So we do it as he says it is done. This is not the American way. It's the Christian way. In America, they were trying to shut down churches as well. Just thank God we have a constitution that people have, <laughs> some people have actually read and were like, yeah, you're not going to do that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's great that Paul, all throughout the New Testament, records the struggles of all these other churches so that all these other churches can be, you know, praying for them, exhorting one another, talking about these issues, resolving these issues, helping fund these issues. Boy, am I so glad that he did that. Like, like what in the world? Stories that serve American interests well. I don't understand, Pastor Seward. I do not understand. Another question. It's just a question. I don't know your heart. I, we, we can't judge your heart. All we can do is look at this article, this very vague and, I would argue, probably, uh, you know, uh, not well written according to your intentions, uh, at least at least as, as you've posted on Facebook and other places. Uh, you know, all we have is this. This is all we got. Anyway, so... Which is helpful for the, and the volume on that one pastor story gets turned up, which is helpful for the United States. Like, helpful in what way? Like, how, how are we being helped by any of this? I don't understand. But when our neighbor's music is turned up to normal for them, it's extremely loud for us. It's like having a guitar. It's like having a guitar which only has one string connected to the soundboard. Even though all the strings get plugged, the sound ends up distorted. It's like crossing a tightrope with a large weight attached to one of your arms. It throws off the balance. The way American Christians use Canada often makes our work here that much harder. You know what? It should make your work much easier. Because what we're saying is, see these guys? You need to get behind them. Because what they're doing is what the Word of God says. It's the right thing. It's not hard. This is not difficult. The 50-pound weight is you trying to walk a tightrope of progressiveness. Stop it. Get off of that tightrope and stand with these men. Become like them. See them in the Word. Meet them in counsel. That's what we're saying. We're not... There's no benefit to leverage them. There isn't. Right. I mean, not... Not, not I'm for... still recording a podcast in a basement with my brother, and we do it for free because we love Jesus. That's pretty much <laughs> it. Like I'm like, wh- wh- who's becoming rock stars off of the Canadian church, pa- the, the Canadian pastors <laughs> that are in jail's plight? Who who who's doing that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I don't I, I cer- we certainly seek to do something so that we can raise as many fun, much funds as we can to send to them because you know what. I do want their ministries to flourish, and I do want there to be a. If, if there's anything God has given us to be able to relinquish a, finan- a financial burden, and if there's any way we can encourage them, we're sure as heck going to do it mm-hmm. because they're actually doing something for the ministry of the gospel. And I think what I, my encouragement here is: please join them, and may we look at that, remember it, so that we know how also to hold the line. Yeah, goodness gracious. So <clears throat> here, here's the thing. Here's where we here's where we get to Billy, and I I just want to read I just want to read through Billy, because it's <laughs> so Billy is a metaphorical person that is now highlighted in the article written by Pastor Seawardness. Perhaps I could explain this dynamic with a hypothetical scenario. Suppose a law passes in Canada that labels certain kinds of preaching as quote hate speech and thus illegal, which they are actually trying to do. Uh, virtually all Canadian evangelical churches are appalled and oppose the new law. Practically or or, or verbal or verbally, <laughs> like actually. So, or? like just like how they how all the churches got up and opposed, and the, opposed mandates the mandates to shutdowns, right? right? Yeah. Just like all those churches that yeah. did that. Vaccine passports. 
Given our limitations and our temperament, the response is slow developing and careful. It's also shaped by our understanding of the unique culture and government of Canada. Okay. Meanwhile, there's a pastor with a history of divisiveness that has hurt our fragile cooperation. We'll call him Billy. Billy mocks our Canadian commitment to process, calling his fellow pastors cowards. He conducts an outdoor service, invites the press, and preaches a jarringly candid sermon that defies the law. As a result, he's arrested on the spot. A terrible outcome, we'd agree. But but this is... Which, I don't understand. Why would you agree, given the horrible description you've given to Billy so far? <laughs> Billy, Billy sounds like a real jerkhead. I mean, the way he's thus described. <laughs> anyway, carry on. That's called a... Down here, down here in the south, that's what we call a uh, CYA, <laughs> or or perhaps even a more gentler CYB. That's a cover your butt statement. There's also, yeah, well, CYA is cover your assets. You want to make sure your assets are covered. <laughs> Take them, care for them. <laughs> and then he says, but then he says, this is just the kind of stories that is useful to Americans. And I'm like, uh, how? Again, I, like as an American living here, just, you know waking up in the morning taking a shower you know eating breakfast and going to work this this does that that none of this benefits me at all no you know what it's useful to me like the story of of um john bunyan you know being imprisoned for laws in england because he couldn't preach without a license from the local magistrates and he could only preach according to the things they said and he said pound sand that's pretty much what it's like. It's useful. It's useful like that. It's 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 useful in the way that it encourages us to take up the biblical call to be ready to preach the word in season and out of season. And when when it's out of season is when the magistrates say you can't do it. That's that's out of season. It's out of season preaching, and you still need to be ready to preach then. No. Yep. So the American evangelical bullhorn starts blaring his story. Billy becomes a quasi celebrity in the states. His voice and perspective is amplified. Suddenly, pastors all across Canada, already struggling to navigate their way through a horrible situation, are forced to answer questions from their own congregants about why they aren't. T- <laughs> about it's why it's not they- a comedy, Jesse. <laughs> it's not supposed to be about why they aren't taking the approach Billy has taken. Yes, your congregants are looking at the word and saying, "Huh." Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. I have a question, Pastor. I have a question. <laughs> A small question: How do we exegete this text well, here? You're placing you're placing this in the context of the pastors that we know. This pastor was arrested for hate speech, not for keeping his church open in COVID. Oh, uh, oh that's my fault. Oh, that's geez, my fault. Silly. You mean hate speech like what? Like saying that homosexuality is a sin? Yeah, that's that needs it, to be repented. Of? Yeah, all that stuff's coming down the. Pipeline. Yeah, I know, I know. It's what's in the bills that yeah, they're trying to pass. In the old so bills, you know what? What would I say? It's not. There's there's no dilemma. There's no there's no dilemma for what the church should be doing. I also don't think there's a categorical difference between being jailed because you're gathering together when the government tells you not to gather together and uh, preaching a sermon that defies hate speech as defined by the government as defined by the government defining hate speech laws. There's no categorical difference. No. Only the substance has changed as far as what you're actually doing. The heart of both of those things is the same thing. It's to stand on the word of God and follow what it says. Exactly. Yes, despite, despite. despite the unjust decrees from the government. That's correct. So it is it is the same thing. We can, we can try to, uh, you know... Also, no one's talking about pastors that are being jailed for hate speech in Canada because it hasn't happened yet. And when it does, be assured, oh. Pastor Seward, we will certainly be speaking about it. Yes. Um... So, so yeah, 
it, it it is the same. It is the same thing. There are different words, but it's the same thing. And you know what? I just say very sarcastically, God forbid that pastors have to answer their congregants as to why they aren't taking the approach Billy has taken. Because Billy <clears throat> Billy is not a perfect person. This example of Billy purposefully has bad things about him in it. But Billy also overlaps several faithful men that we know have stood that we know have been written against by the by the authors at gospel the gospel coalition canada and have been repudiated by them and that is absolutely shameful it will be judged and that is absolutely it is absolutely uncalled for so while we're talking about billy as in his entirety as a hypothetical situation no no one man checks off all of these boxes there are things that billy does that are good faithful and right and those are the things that the rest of the canadian churches the rest of the of the gelding churches need to stand up and emulate don't emulate the bad things we'll all agree that the bad things are bad but you're not even emulating the good faithful things the things that are rooted in 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 deep love and appreciation for the for the right divining of the word of god those are the things that need to be stood up for those are the aspects the circles of billy uh, of Billy's character that need to be emulated, but but you're not even willing to do that. Like like, come on. And you know what? Let me just. I'm, I'm just sorry. Just, I apologize. For no, it's great. Hand here. It's, 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 it's just it's, again the horns. This is the horns. Uh, I I just <clears throat> I want to say every pastor that we've had the privilege of speaking to who has faced incredible amounts of financial hardships and large quantities of persecution through jail time has. None of them has desired for the press to be there. But you know what? The press has shown up there, not because they've been requested, but rather to belittle the church for doing, for defying what the government has said. They've actually specifically said, we are praying that the press does not show up this week. Explicitly. Because we don't want to be bothered. Yep, explicitly. They... It's almost like they want to just worship their savior and just be left alone and Holy live in peace with all crud. men, like the Bible says, or have an article written about them that's sideways, tacitly implicating them in by people who are supposed to be their friends, closer than brothers. Now, now, listen, we all of this to say, as if we are grabbing onto these issues to elevate ourselves, as opposed to elevating the incredible issue that it is that a pastor would be indeed jailed for hate speech or holding a church service. That's what we're elevating. That's ridiculous. That's it's it's horrible. It's evil. It's wrong. It's the epitome of hard heartedness and selfishness is what it is to point the finger over such. It's it is pointing out the speck and and leaving that log right in there. It is the epitome of arrogance, in in my opinion, to be pointing the finger at America at literally all American evangelicals. There is no qualifier. There is no qualifier for a certain type of American evangelical or an American evangelical that does a certain kind of thing. It is all American evangelicals. It is the American evangelical behemoth. And then he even broadens it to American Christians about how we use Canada in, in, in things like this, as if we're all just some types of, you know, uh, gun-toting jackasses. That, that's not that's not, that's not how this works. Oh you don't gosh, get now to, I've got to label the episode you PG-13. You don't... You said jackass. You don't get to view the church like that. Like, come on, man. We're supposed to be brothers. Like, I'm not the one point in fit. Like, like, we're supposed to, this is how we're supposed to 
This is how we're supposed to handle accusations and issues. We're supposed to open our Bibles, we're supposed to look at them, and we're supposed to conform ourselves to them. And where we do not conform, we are to bring you alongside and say, conform to this word, not my word, but this word. There is not a single biblical reference in this entire article from someone's, from a publication whose name is The Gospel Coalition, not a single reference to the Word of God as to actually help me understand what I, as an American Christian and American evangelical, the American evangelical media behemoth, is actually doing wrong. And it's a classic case of the other side of the fence, too, because what, is, what, what, what we're seeing here is, why are you elevating this thing? That seemingly helps your agenda as if the agenda of the American church, you know what, as if, as if the American church's agenda is actually to stand on the word of God. I got to tell you, we got our own battles to fight down here to get, the, to get the American church to stand on the word of God. Okay. We're exalting those men that are standing on the word of God because we'd like to see more and more Christian churches down here stand on the word of God the way they're standing on the word of God. Right. Oh my gosh. And you know, and, and it's, it's this thing where, you know what? Why are you making it so hard for me? How about this? Why are you making it so hard for them? Why are you making it so hard for the men men who are trying to stand and serve God and Mm. serve Jesus Christ faithfully by meeting and gathering the saints together as is commanded by the scripture, all right? And you're sitting here and writing an article about the American Christians that are trying to point out how horrible and evil it is that you would jail those pastors? Come on. Get real. It's, it's, It's weak sauce. It's... Because we've we've I mean we've interviewed them we've looked at we've looked at their faces through the screen screen and seen the hurt the the most hurt I think I mean obviously it's not me but just from the conversations that we've had I feel like the most hurt has come from organizations like TGC and people who who used to be their friends and they they looked behind them to see if they were standing with them and they were not there instead they were behind their computer writing an article against them for doing what the Bible says from an from a publication called the Gospel Coalition that's heinous like like that's that's like. That's really not okay. This whole article is not okay. Like, on both sides of the fence. And we haven't even gotten to, to Billy yet, really, truly. <laughs> so so there are some things that Billy does wrong, and there are some things that Billy do does in, in this hypothetical person that just so happens to mirror many of the people that actually took a stand during COVID. Um, like there are some things that he, he does that, it, that are not inherently wrong. So some of the things that I would say that Billy does that are wrong, the, the first would be to invite the press to increase the public nature of his defiance of the government. I, th- I think that that is, that is grandstanding. That is, that is self aggrandizing. I would say that that falls clearly into the category of, um, of selfish ambition uh, and and can probably be clearly condemned um, if if that is his intent. Um, you know, if his intent is to invite press to say, uh, "Hey, look, come! Why don't you come? Why don't you hear what we're saying? Why don't you see what we're doing and see that we're not violating the law?" That's a completely different scenario. But you know, for, from the way that the, the author's trying to describe Billy, it doesn't sound like that was his intention. So I would say, yeah, that's probably wrong. It is. We you know it's funny. The heart of the the heart of the Billies that we know. Uh, when when they're at a place where they they realize the press is at, their heart is to suddenly realize the press is there, and then give the gospel to make sure that the the gospel goes out in the airwaves of the press. Yeah, to 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 make it so that there's no way for them to be quoted without the name of Jesus Christ being mentioned. Absolutely, that's been the heart of the Billies we've been talked to. They're not inviting the press, but they're going to leverage the press for the glory of the gospel. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we we right, have right. the links. Right. I, I have the videos. I'd be glad to send them to anyone who would like them. You know, maybe I'll put them in the show notes because I literally have these clips. 
you know, I, I think of Ontario. I think of uh, Worship at the Square, the event that uh, I know Trinity was at. I know, um, uh, I know Harvest was at. Like, they, all of them pivoted right to the gospel because there were cameras there. And if you're going to be on camera saying anything, it's repent and believe. <laughs> Amen. You know? So, I mean, the other thing is, the other, the other negative thing about Billy, I would say, is that Billy has a history of divisiveness. Now, divisiveness is a very interesting thing, because uh, the Bible does have a clear category of, of what a divisive man looks like, um, and that we're really not supposed to be having real good, true, authentic fellowship with that person. However, uh, divisiveness in, in modernity I, I think the threshold for what is divisive has gone way, way down. Yeah, because it's called, it's it, it falls under the eleventh commandment to be of be being nice. nice, and and that's a problem, right? Because because you know what the Bible isn't? It's not very nice, particularly to sin. It's very unkind to sin. Yeah, and and so it is very divisive nowadays for for a church to take the stand that homosexuality is a sin that needs to be repented of, uh, not something that needs to be incorporated into modern worship. Um, that's that's a divisive thing to say nowadays, but yet that is that is what the word says, right? right. And and that that God gives us grace to overcome sin. God gives us a new nature. God gives us a new identity. He gives us these things through the power of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, through the truth of God's word that is gifted to us. And so that's a divisive thing to say, but that wouldn't necessarily make Billy have a history of divisiveness if he's simply standing on the word of God. Right, because doctrine so, divides as correct, well. Correct, so we doctrine have to, does divide, amen. So my point is that is that if you're going to use divisiveness as a as a negative characteristic, you really need to define or give examples of what divisive this person's divisiveness actually is. I can't just assume that what what you think is divisive, especially in this scenario, <laughs> that what you assume is divisive is the same thing that what the scripture calls divisive. We have to conform to what scripture standard are, and I I do not have very high hopes and 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 very high regards for what this publication regards as. Uh, biblically appropriate so (laughs) i would also point out just to everybody who's writing an article if you're going to put a hypothetical situation in make sure it's as specific as possible because when you put in these general hypothetical situations without any background and any clarification it actually makes makes the point of whatever point you're trying to drive home almost meaningless because because it's 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 not helpful it's not direct Uh, what it, it makes people say wait what what are you trying to say what what do you mean to say? It, it condemns more people than should than need to be condemned. Most certainly, like be, because. Uh, so there are other things that Billy does <laughs> that are not inherently wrong. So, for instance, he says he Billy frequently calls pastors cowards. Um, that's not necessarily a wrong thing. I mean, all throughout the scripture, we have very clear calls for the for scriptural leaders uh, to. To, to be strong, to act like men, to not act cowardly. And there's very harsh words for shepherds that do act in those ways. Yes, hypocritical spiritual leaders. Jesus has many not nice things to say to him. Yes. He really violates the be nice commandment a lot. Yeah, so um, two, I mean, two chapters worth reading on, on, on this <laughs> particular topic would be Jeremiah 23 and Matthew 23. Uh, Jeremiah 23, um, talking about the... Um, the bad shepherds, the the people who have not shepherded um, God's sheep well and who have used God's sheep instead for selfish gain. Um, God has some pretty dicey words through the prophet Jeremiah for them. And then also in Matthew 23, this, this is 
the uh, long list of woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, um, where Jesus pretty much lays down the law, no pun intended, with them and and really calls them to the carpet on on their hypocrisy and their damaging. Yeah, just um, to be clear, when when in Jewish culture you're referred to, uh, your spiritual leadership was referred to as a snake. It, it goes right back to the garden people right. <laughs> that, that he's calling you something very, very clearly when he calls you a whited sepulcher. He's saying you look right on the outside, but you're filled with death. Right. I mean, when he says that you are the son of Satan, I mean, like he, these are not these are not halfway. These are not like, oh, there's that Jesus, that guy. These are like cut you up in front of people in public type of situations. Right. Yeah, and 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 so th- this is why I say that it's not inherently wrong because of course you can call a pastor a coward in a disrespectful and dishonorable and and disingenuous disingenuous way, and that would be wrong. But it's not inherently wrong because we actually have biblical precedent for that very thing. Yeah, for example, when a pastor is being a coward, it's probably really quite appropriate to say. You're being a coward. Right. Stop being a coward. I'm calling you act righteousness. Like, act like men. Like yes. what Paul would what, Yes. Oh, Take courage. Take least. courage, my it's friend. It's almost like it's right in the text. Oh, no. So uh, the, another thing that Billy does is he conducts outdoor services. I have no idea why this is on the list, uh, but we know several churches that have had to have outdoor services, mainly because, well, they were uh, locked out of their building. Um, yeah, the old... The old property seized type of situation oh, happened. Yeah, the, old, uh, the old, this is mine now uh, thing. <laughs> You know, um, you know, Grace Life uh, had this happen to them. Trinity had this happen to them. Um, you know, they they continue to find places to meet. I remember seeing, uh, you know, Pastor Jacob and Pastor uh, Pastor Coates uh, in in their like you know heavier jackets, you know, outside <laughs> preaching in the cold because uh, it's you know cold up there. I mean, we call it the Great White North, not because of uh, ethnicity necessarily, but just because. Although, if we were <laughs> to point out, <laughs> anyway, no, but simply because it's really cold and it snows and stuff. It's but very um, cold. But so cold. there's like polar bears and stuff there. It's like crazy. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So I mean, you know, I don't really know why this is on the list, and unless unless he's trying to make the case that these outdoor services were for publicity and not because of the pandemic or out of necessity, we don't know. But again, that's not inherently wrong. Like, like you, having an outdoor service isn't wrong. Um, another thing that he adds to the laundry list of things that Billy does is that he he gives a defiantly candid sermon that defies, um, you, you know, the state ordinance. This is certainly not inherently wrong. Uh, in fact, we see. So many, you know, people, <laughs> so many people doing this all throughout Scripture. Um, yes, if you turn to the book of, I don't know, say, Acts of the Apostles, you'll find many people publicly having outdoor services in defiance of local decrees. <laughs> yeah, remember that time it's where all they threw all over the place. Remember that time where they threw Peter in jail, and then they're like, and then he gets out of jail, and they're like, all right, well, don't do this again. And Peter's like, okay, and then he just goes and <laughs> he just does it right again. It's almost like it's almost like we have, you know, yeah, he kind of looked him in the face and said, so should I obey man or God? Yeah, I'm going to go back. God, see you later. I'll see you. Thank you. See you back here tomorrow. Talk to you later. Um, So, I mean, of course that's not. Of course that's not the problem. Of course it's not. So, I mean, trying to take that position, if if you're actually using that as like a problematic thing, you know, of course you feel like you're on a tightrope, man, because you're not reading the word right. Like, like, of you, but, but it's not, it's not America. It's not the, it's not the Americans, the dirty Americans that are putting you there. It, it's you in that, in this case. So to sum, to sum this up by taking both the good and bad aspects and combining them into one Billy, 
we think that the author is ironically not nuanced enough. The Billy character could be partial, partially anybody, while the author claims it's no one in particular. This, this, this entire analogy, the crux of this entire article, is literally very terribly, one, unhelpful, and two, very judgmental. Very judgmental. And, and I would say even harshly so. I mean, a 50-pound weight tied to someone on a tightrope will kill them. I mean, depending on how high the tightrope is. but Yeah, and maybe, like, depending on how much, you know, they lift on the right side, not on the left. And maybe, like, you know, they have a really big bicep and form on the right arm, and then it just offsets. Maybe. I mean, boy... <laughs> Boy, we we certainly don't know. That would be that would have oh, been oh, another like wonderful. A, it's like the, it's like a, it's like detail a, to have added in the, it's like the M Night Shyamalan movie yeah, with the uh, guy. Uh, oh, oh wow. Lady in the Water, Lady in the Water. Wow, you know the guy had one one arm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he was like the one. Right, <laughs> he would be fine on the fifty. <laughs> He's like, please tie a fifty pound weight over on this side so that I can walk across this tightrope. Back's been killing me, straighten me out. <laughs> but uh, it. <laughs> Yes. What the 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 problem is aspects of the Billy character could be anyone and and because it could be anyone, there's no there's not enough nuance to make the Billy character helpful or effective. Which is why we would call you to take the best parts of Billy and join the Billy Club. Join the Billy Club. Absolutely. And I mean Take and, all the good from and, Billy and, have, and let's join that club. Yeah, have have absolutely no shame in that. Everyone that I've talked to on this side of faithfulness has has read this article the same way. So I, I don't think it's just us. Every American and every Canadian that I talk to that that stands for liberty, truth, and and, and, and values freedom and, and reads their Bible brightly has taken the article the exact same way. And so I, I don't think we're reading this wrong. I, I think that the words say what they say. And and if the if these words somehow say something they're not saying, the the, the article should be taken down. Because the entire thing just needs to be scrapped. And, and I hate saying that because as someone who has written articles, I understand what that's like pouring out time and energy into something. But, you know, if you're doing this and this is the result, you know, I also, when I write, want to do things that are helpful. And so if it's not helpful, I would rather it be scrapped than have it up on the Internet for forever and just keep deleting comments from people's Facebook posts about it. So, oh no, <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> so, so our response, just to be clear. So the perceived tightrope, right, that many Canadian pastors are walking on are figments of their own making. They have struck up the line on both ends. They have set it so high so that a fall would be fatal. And they have shut out the rest of the world while they focus on only what's right in front of them. And they focus on it for 24 months and they still don't know where they land on it if the lockdowns were ever to happen again. And they don't know and, and they can't take the side. And, and, and like this isn't, this isn't how we're supposed to read our Bibles, people. It's not supposed to take this long. The Bible says what it says about gathering. And, and yes, I'm placing this right back into the pandemic because the pandemic is synonymous with the scenario that Billy was in. Yeah, because again, we don't talk about Canadian pastors much. Like I literally never, ever have. Not, <laughs> not a single time in my life. I'm 30 years old. <laughs> I am 37. I have been teaching hour-long vignettes and sermons since I was 22. And I can honestly say I have never mu- once mentioned a Canadian pastor if you did, it was probably just an accident. Like you didn't even know. Like, oh, that guy's Canadian, <laughs> really? 
Oh wow, good for them, man. <laughs> like like right on. But well, but take, seriously. Take more of that and less of meatloaf, you know what I'm saying? Take more yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> the singer? No? Sorry, too oh, old. I, yeah, I don't know. But but yeah. So I mean that's the thing. This this entire tightrope analogy is is completely, in in my opinion, completely on your own doing. Just don't run, don't walk the tightrope. Just stand on solid. Ground. Yeah, literally walk over to one end. Take down the just just, just take, take the slack take, line just, down, guys. Take, take it, right it down, down because it's unnecessary. Use the word of God is bowstrings or something. The word of God is strong. The word of God is a it's a it's a foundation that is unshakable. You don't need a tightrope. You have <laughs> literally a castle. Stand on it. Yeah, I'm so glad that God didn't tell us that the Christian walks like walking on a. T- like, People look at that and like, oh, I don't want to sign up for that. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Do I get one of them long poles to hold in my hands? <laughs> net or something? <laughs> Where's the safety net? I will do it if it's only exactly 10 inches off the ground. <laughs> Even then, it's still enough to hurt. Anyway, so <laughs> the, the other thing that I emphasized in, in, in our article is that Canadian church problems should have biblical solutions. What? Uh, the, the, yeah, this How is, this is a shocker, you? right? Um, it's, it's almost like the sheep that are asking hard questions of their pastors that are taking too long to make decisions are almost like the Bereans in, say, Acts 17, <laughs> checking Paul out just because like, you, know, uh, you yeah. shouldn't really trust anybody. You just got to go back to that word. Yeah, like, here's what it says, so why aren't we doing this here? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Christians, if you're having a problem like that where you're like, hey, this is what it says right here. Like, this is what it says. And we seem to be doing differently. Are we, are we figuring out a way to address that? If the answer continually comes back as we're working on it or we're in process or we're developing a set of guidelines, then eventually your answer needs to be, um, I would like to transfer my membership, please, to a church that's following yeah, God's word. One of these other six churches that are... <laughs> Hey, that may increase your commute, but uh, I, I got to tell you, longer commute, uh, holding high the sovereignty of Christ. Uh, I'll take the long commute. You know, it's fine yeah. to go every, to every go time. to go to that every time. Yep, every time. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the Canadian church problem should have biblical solutions, whether Americans comment on the issues or not. Yeah. Whether absolutely. any of this is actually real, which I trust that it is, because again, I'm not Canadian, and he's he's writing about it, and he's willing to make you know this big of a stink about it. Um, you know, so I, I trust that he's he's got some type of point. But uh, all of these other Billies out there, they don't really seem too hot and bothered by any of this. They're just like, yeah, no, the, the Bible says this. I'm just going to do this, you know. And, like, I, I really, like, like they couldn't care less about <laughs> about all of this stuff. They couldn't care less if John MacArthur, you know, says something. I mean, of course, it's encouraging. But, like, they're not like, oh, my gosh, I need to reach out to all the media outlets and, you know, highlight stuff. Like, they're just like, no, I just kind of want to gather for church. <laughs> like, literally, just gather for church like like, like, like we're supposed to. Yeah, it's almost like church problems should have biblical solutions. Like, right. What in the world are we doing? Like, uh, <laughs> and, and the same thing's true of the American church. When we when we try to point fingers on this and that and our circumstance and whatever, it's it's not helpful. You need to own what you can own, change what you can change, and read the Bible. And th- that's your guidebook. Like like that's your guidebook. You know, it's like when 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 Peter hops out the boat and he's looking at Jesus, everything's hunky dory. But when he starts when he starts looking around at all of the other noise, he starts sinking. His he puts his faith in something else, and and putting our faith in something else never works, man. It never works. You always fall off the tightrope when you put your faith in other things. Yeah, it's almost like those other things are a fifty pound like weight. 50 pound weight. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah, and. 
and just as they are good, they are good and bad billies. They are helpful and unhelpful American voices, to be sure. However, this is not the position of the article. As an American organization that speaks up for good billies, we do not examine our hearts and find self-centeredness as the impetus for our vo- vocalization. We find a common bond to those brothers and sisters that is deeper than blood, and that is why we speak. Because though far away, they are closer than blood. They are closer than family. And we must speak. It's not optional for us to address these situations. We are biblical church pastors here in America looking at brothers that are just, they're on the, we are on the same continent. This is not the darkness that is in China where we can barely, we can't even, we can't, we can't even see into the darkness that's happening there. This is literally happening in the Western civilized world where the Western church exists. And we are looking at a, at a place that no offense would be Russia if not for Alaska, okay? And we're looking at it and saying, why? Why is this happening? This is a place that's supposed to share in its in its principal values similar to what we share down here in its Christian faith. And and yet in, the, in that country, there are pastors being jailed for holding church. And yes, yes, we're going to speak on that. We're going to speak on it every time. We're going to mention it every time. And it's not because we're going to, we're somehow going to elevate us. We're going to speak on it because it's going to elevate those pastors and encourage them to stand firm in the word. Jeez. Yeah, and I mean, like the reason that I the reason that I wrote this uh, the similar thing in our article talking about Arthur Pulaski, talking about Tobias Tyson or Tyson or whatever it is. Uh, it's a very weird. Canada, Canada, we love you, but we just do not get all the I differences. Know, know, like, so, but whatever. So I mean, but but I do see a categorical a categorical difference between those men and men like James, men like Tim and Jacob and Aaron. I mean, I and Joe Boot. I mean, like I do see a categorical difference in how those people act and how these other men act. I, I think it's because perhaps they're serving different people, but you know, it's. We, we, we've said it. We've said it before. I will defend a Muslim's right to practice religion free their religion free freely. I will disagree with them wholeheartedly that their religion is wrong, faulty, worships a demon god. I will say that to them. However, I I will uh, like I will defend their right to practice it because you know it. They should be able to practice it. The Bible doesn't say you get to forbid other people from practicing that. Yes, this is correct. the The point. The, the point so what i'm saying is yes so even if those guys message are wrong even if they even if they are which 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 the the oh man, what, it's seemingly that there is some theological differences that we would some some dramatic core theological differences that we would have with those men i i wholeheartedly still affirm their stance on the freedom for them to worship now right the whole you know doing a tour of america seems it's awkward to me i'm like that's not that's not really the point, exactly. Right. But but that, that aren't you a pastor? Where's your church? How, how is your church <laughs> where, where doing they go? here? Um, and and so that that's particularly why we <laughs> have lasted months. By the way, like that wasn't just like a weekend. No, it was like a it was a good one. <laughs> it was a coast to coast. Um, and and the reality of the reality of that is is we're we're not focused on that. We're focused on those that we know are holding a biblical mandate to practice church and lead their local congregations. And that is because we we love local church. We are local church guys. That's exactly who we are. And and they're correct. They're leading biblically. Their message out in front is Christ is sovereign over his church and we will follow Christ's sovereign leadership in leading his church. Yeah. That should be a hearty amen. Yeah. There's nothing there's there's no there's no 
other position to take. And if you're taking another position, then I would call you to repent <laughs> and not turn. Christianity. Additionally, the generalities the author peddled peddled in both sides of the border were far too broad and far too damning. There's there's too much generalities in this article to make it to make whatever he was trying to say effective or fruitful. And particularly, I mean, I'll, I'll still highlight yet again that not only were the generalities part of the problem, also the incredible lack of any biblical resourcing was definitely a problem. Yeah. So you know, two two there are two. We we actually got some hate mail. It was I think it was our first hate mail. We did have one troll one time on an Insta post one time. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I don't. This wasn't a troll. This no, was, this was genuine. I mean, I'm not going to call it genuine hate. It, but it was genuine hate mail. It wasn't hate mail. No one's threatening us. No, it was well, someone yeah. who was upset. Yeah. People get upset sometimes, particularly when you start, you know, pulling on different threads that lead to their gods. Yeah. So, I mean, he he like he, he did actually rightly point out a couple accusations that that I, I would say are valid. Um, so the, there are two main issues that we raised in, in our article. And let me just let me just sum up with by reading these last few paragraphs, because they're both in here uh, in our article. It says, it is not the fault of American evangelicals that the Canadian church has, by and large, so poorly responded to government mandates over the past year, just as much as it's not the Canadian church's fault for any of the myriad problems we face in American evangelicalism. I'd say it's a good thing that media coverage of those faithful men like James and like Tim has caused some sheep to look at their scriptures more closely and ask their pastors hard questions. That we say, amen, right? I'd say more pastors... Amen. (laughs) Away from the mic. Amen. I'd say more pastors need to grow spines and preach the word faithfully to the people. This is not, that sentence is not an indictment of Pastor Seward at all. Uh, it was read as it is, and I'll, I'll just clarify for the record, it, it, it's not. I don't know Pastor Seward. I haven't listened to his sermons. Right. If I do listen to his sermons, perhaps I could generally make an assumption of one way or the other, but I, I, I don't. I right. haven't. It that can't is, be. That is what I would call a general exhortation. Okay. Uh, I'd say trade prolonged discussion and nuance for deep, rich, biblical study and faithfulness. Then perhaps God would light a fire in Canada like it has never seen. But continuing to write articles, pointing fingers, and playing the victim certainly won't be looked favorably on by God. And these, I think, are two that stick. I think these are two that stick, particularly in Pastor Seward's article. Pointing fingers and playing the victim. Pointing fingers and playing the victim, and it's the very this the, his article is the very definition of both of those things. It reeks of the oppressor versus oppressed vibes, where the Canadian church is the oppressed and put down by her American neighbors or the oppressors, and we are to but sit down and listen to the Canadian perspective so that we may be less harmful to them. Yeah, and here's the reality: actually, we're all about Canadian churches. That followed the that Bible. the Bible, absolutely. <laughs> about I, we, we've been sending money and support, and we've been talking. I mean, like, we are all about supporting <laughs> What is going... It is literally a clown world, upside-down world. The, the, it, this, this article is so is so tone-deaf to what's actually going on. It's, it's, it is hilarious that we are also accused of being tone-deaf. Um, so, but, but yeah, and, and I, I would say that, I would say that they stick. I mean... It's it's literally the article is definitionally self-serving because he's like I want what's best for my group and I'm going to literally condemn all American evangelicals three separate times <laughs> in the article 
and accuse them of being the ones that are bringing down the Canadian church, where I can see, I can probably point to at least two or three core problems that come even before you touch American voices that, that the Canadian church has. And I'm not even from Canada. Yeah. And, and the reality of it is there are, hey. there are, <laughs> yay. There are plenty of American churches that I would, uh, that I would like to see torn down because I don't yeah. feel that they're churches. I feel that the, I feel like they are leading people astray and away from the gospel of Jesus Absolutely. Christ. And we're and exporting I, terrible things yes, and I, to I, places. I, I, I hate it. I could safely, I feel like I can pretty safely say that there are probably very many Canadian churches that need to be torn down because they are not pointing people to Christ. They're pointing people away from him. Right. I would say that that's true on both sides of that border. And 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 in all nations, like, like that. Like it turns out that there are broken, there are broken people everywhere, and there are broken people in the church, and there are broken people that lead the church. Now, the call is for those broken people to repent and be healed through the through the faithful word of Jesus Christ. That's that's the call here, where it's the continual call that we are making to the churches. And yes, it is to the Canadian churches, it is to the American churches, it is to all the churches, it is to our own selves. We preach this to ourselves constantly. Goodness gracious. You know what? And like, we all have to, like, what else do we have? Like, we have to be preaching this stuff to ourselves constantly. You know, we have to be relying on the spirit and the word and, and, and the power of, of prayer and community and, and all of the spiritual disciplines and all of the means of grace that God's given us as, as a, as a church, uh, a, a, a universal church to be relying on. Like we absolutely, of course we do. Like, we'll be the first to say that. But we all do. And also, I'm not the one pointing fingers at the Canadian church, blaming the Canadian church for our problems. You know what? I am. I'm pointing lots of fingers. I'm pointing lots of fingers at a very few Canadian churches and saying they are doing it. Yeah. Follow them. That's what I'm saying. That's right. what I'm saying. Follow them as they as they follow Christ. And you know what's funny? I haven't noticed any of their articles being published on the Gospel Coalition. Right. And... Mm. I mean, not that they'd want to, honestly. No, seriously, I would stay far away from yeah, having your articles published in the Gospel potato. Coalition. Yeah. Hey, can we publish your article? Nope. No, no, thank, no, you, thank you. I'm good. No, would, all tapped out here. None of those billies would literally ever be approached at this point to, to be right to write for the Gospel Coalition. Oh, um, no. And, and, it's, and it's a shame because the Gospel Coalition is supposed to function as, as that parachurch unifying voice. And it is a shame because the Gospel Coalition in America is only slightly better if it's better at all. I mean, it, it is it is getting to the point where these large evangelical institutions are just uh, reeking of uh, flaccidity um, as far as their content and their treatment of Scripture and how it actually practically plays out in this world that we live in. Yeah, because they keep progressing beyond the Scriptures. Right. They found a way to progress beyond the Scriptures. I, I, and, and I'm sorry, stop, stop. You've gone too far. Gone too far. Please Turn come around. back, come yeah. back. You've, you've, you crossed the line. Here's the word. Stay here. No, 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 no. Stay here. Right. This is where the truth is. When we veer off into these other directions, there's no truth there. There's no objective source for truth because you've left the objective source behind. So no, nope. No. Yeah. And I mean, to, I commented on the Gospel Coalition's Canada's page uh, with the article that we wrote, um, just saying, hey, like, we really want to talk. We think dialogue is important and valuable, and in this case, certainly necessary, because this article is incredibly vague and incredibly judgmental. And, you know, I would hope, wishing the best of intentions, which I, I think we really truly should desire and strive to do, um, I, I do not think this article was written to come off that way. 
I really don't think it was. Well, then clearly you were reading more than the words that I was reading. But I will. I am going. I. 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 I'm glad you're able to see that generosity I, in that. He, here's reading. here's why I can see that because I know that I have said things that I thought were perfectly clear that don't come out perfectly clear, and have literally been the opposite of what I intended. So I, I, I get that. I've made that mistake. Now, I would hope that I would not do it on the level of, you know, a national parachurch organizational website. I would hope that I would not fail in that big a regard. And obviously, it got past editors and producers and all of that stuff. So I'm a little bit skeptical. But at the same time, I am willing to say, I think we should talk about this. I would love to talk about this because I, th- I see this article as problematic. And we we have actually had several email correspondences um, with Pastor Seward, whose name I still don't not really sure how to pronounce. But uh, you know, there was there was there were some fruitful aspects of those conversations, and 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 certainly some that were not. Um, one of one of the one of the requests was that we revise um, our article. Um, it, it was said that we we perhaps misread or, or mis misinterpreted some of the things in our article, but yet, but yet this, the same generosity wasn't extended the other way, you know, at all, you know, it's like, okay, well you want us to amend our article. Um, well, what do you want us to amend and why, what was wrong about it? And why aren't, why aren't, why aren't, (laughs) why aren't you amending yours? Because to amend the article that we are addressing would have been to remove it. There's no way to amend oh, that article. I'm I'm sorry. There's no way to amend that article to to mean something to mean what the title of the article was without re- without removing the article or rewriting it completely because of the generalities, because of the the clear the clear finger pointing, because because of the um, general self serving tone. It, it, you can't you can't. There's no amending. There's only rewriting because this is this is and this is where this is where I would love to have a conversation. We have invited into conversation. We are still inviting into conversation. But the reality is that conversation it involves more than a hey here let me clarify a few things. Can you amend your article? Well, I'm sorry, no, I can't amend the article because the public facing thing that still exists is the article that someone wrote and then published on something that's much larger than anything we we do. So I'm not going to amend my article which simply asks questions of yours <laughs> when your article still exists in its exact format. Uh, no, it's not that because what we're trying to say is what does this mean? What are you trying to say? What what exactly is the point? Because if the point is the American the American evangelical church, right, is using Canada or that the American evangelical media behemoth is only highlighting things that serve them, that's not true. Right. It's it's false. That's a lie. And so no, I'm not going to not address those things. Those things need to be addressed, right? Because what we're saying is those men that are billies in Canada, right, that are actually absent the negative things that this hypothetical Billy has, but are very much pro the things that we feel are very good for Billy to have, are standing, and they're standing alone. So if you really want to change the article, take it down and stand with them. That's how you do it. 
That's how you solve the problem. And we're open to dialogue. Let's have a conversation, but just understand we're going to come at it with our Bible open. We're going to come at it with the word open. There's going to be some questions to, be, to, to answer here. There's, there's questions. I want to know, how's your church doing? Is it open? Is it healthy? Do you check Vax IDs? I want to know these things. Do you require mass? Are you exercising partiality? Because there's, these are biblical things, and I don't, I don't have time. There's too much to do. There's too much to do to continually go back and forth and squibble and squabble about nuance over articles being written. What I want you to hear, church, what we want you to do every time we say seize the faith is grab a hold of the biblical truth and stand on it, to stand on it, to hold the line. And when you take that defensive position of holding the line, it always intends to then be able to use it as defensive offensive and push back the darkness. You hold the line so you cede no more ground and you push back to reclaim the ground that has been lost. And, and so there's, there's, there's no time to waste. Every moment is precious. And so we use it to elevate the glory of God. We don't use it to tear down other churches. We use it to point out flaws and lies. And we say, this is the truth stand on it. And so the call and the exhortation is to stand on the truth. There's still, we still have an open door. We are ready to dialogue. In fact, you know what I've told Jesse, I would love to amend our article to simply say with the title left up and simply say, Hey, there has been complete and total change. The article that we wrote before is completely not as unnecessary anymore. Praise the Lord. But that can only happen after change has happened. It doesn't happen before change has happened. It doesn't happen with the wishy-washy unicorn fart hope that change will happen. It happens when change happens. I'm sorry. Did I get a little too? No, I mean... Hot I, and bothered. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just sad. I, I'm just sad that sometimes... I'm just sad that it's... Um, that in the world today, and it's a generality, but... but People hear people can hear what we're saying and get turned off by tone or turned off by passion, but they completely miss the entire point. And I, and I would just say that if this ever ever gets to Pastor Seward's ears, I hope that all you hear is is a strong desire for truth, a strong desire for biblical um, biblical uh, principles and values to be upheld in how we conduct ourselves uh, online, writing articles about whole countries and swaths of people that, you know, we, we want these things to be helpful. Uh, and again, we don't, we don't know who, who you are. We don't know. We're not, I'm, we're not saying that you're not a faithful witness. We're not saying you're not, you're a bad pastor. We're, we're not saying, we're not saying any of those things. We're just saying that we'd love to talk. Um, so the invite, no, no matter when you hear this, if you ever hear it, um, is always open and, you know, it, Sitting here talking about the article only does so much good. Sitting here having a conversation together would be far, far better than anything that we could critique one-sided because, you know, one-sided critiques are, they only go so far. So we would love to continue to dialogue or we would love to dialogue in person at some point um, because, uh, again, on on this side of... um, you know, the issue talking to people from Harvest, from Trinity, from Grace Life, tra- talking to people from all these churches um, that have taken the stand and have p- counted the cost and have paid the price. Um, 
you know, more so than most churches. They they all read this article in a very same in in a very similar way. Um, and, and so I really don't think I miss, we're misinterpreting anything. I really don't think we're misrepresenting anything. Um, this is prior to any dis- personal interpersonal discussions. This, this article is being read exactly the same way with the same takeaways. And so I really think that it's worth talking about. Yes. Because if you didn't mean what you said, mean what you said, then, then it would be really helpful to the many Christians that have heard it exactly as you said it to know that that's not what you meant. Uh, it would be helpful to them. And you know, uh, you know what? Uh, the, the other thing I would say is also don't give your articles to the Gospel Coalition because they just sanitize their, their, their public interactions and it's gross and it's annoying and it's disgusting. And if you don't want something to be public Gospel Coalition, then don't publish it. And if you don't want people to say something about it, okay, then, then, then just save yourself just, the trouble. Just turn save off yourself the this trouble, okay? Like, don't, don't delete and edit your comments because some people are saying, you don't like the way some people are saying things. I didn't right? even say anything in any particular way. I just no, invited. No, you didn't. You didn't say it. Most people didn't say, except, you know what? You know what? Turns out people were a little frustrated because they read it exactly as the words were written. And when they read it, they realized that someone was that there was a tone that was being taken against the word of God. And I don't think that was what you really wanted the tone to be. But that's exactly how the people that were commenting whose comments were deleted were taking it. Yeah. You know, I, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about like when is it okay for a Christian to censor things? Just trying to just trying to think of biblical categories for this and because that that's that's what we have that's what we have to deal with and um, you know, I was thinking there's really only a few types of person that we are to have absolutely no fellowship with whatsoever, that we are to just completely cut off, you know, um, heretics, uh, wolves, um, you know, people like that we're, we're to have absolutely no fellowship with. Right. But even those people in public forums, it's just as easy to say, that's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's not true. You're a false teacher. You're a heretic because by doing that, if you're going to be in a public forum and that's what's going to be going on, you 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 do that. You call them those things. You say what is true. You you point out the truth. You point the lie out. You give the truth, and and that's what the whole idea of a public forum is. And that's what I'm sorry, everybody, everybody. I just want everybody to know that's what social media is. It's a public forum. Okay, so when you post something and you're like all angry that your friends are commenting on it, don't get angry. It's a public forum. You put it out there in public. That's what happens when you put things out in public. That's why I would all suggest for us to be much more critical about what we post on social media because <laughs> it's a public discussion. That's what you're – when I put something out there, I fully intend that it is meant to be out there in public, which is why I don't do a lot of posting publicly. But when I do, I intend for it to be mulled over and chewed over in public with others. Yeah, and I, I want I want the heretics to say something so I can say, you're a heretic. This is what you're saying. This is what the truth is. You're a heretic. I mean, that's important to have, right? That's important yeah. to do. Yeah, but I, but I just mean like as far as... I'm not inviting them over like, hey, let's have a heretic discussion. <laughs> hey, heretic have, party. Come on over and eat dinner with my family so that you can spew your filthy lies all over my dinner table. That's not what I'm doing. <laughs> heretic coalition. <laughs> uh, no, I mean like a oh, coalition uh, of those heretics. Oh, okay, okay, right. You weren't, yeah, you, weren't, you weren't connecting it to any. Okay. Not necessarily, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't explicit. No, no. <laughs> Join the Billy Club, TBC, baby. TBC. 
it, it, it's such a good it, it's such a good thing because you know clubs sometimes they're just the best instruments to get the job done I wanted I want I want everybody to know that as soon as it as soon as it came out I was like Jesse we need to we need to find a place that makes Billy clubs and then we paint them orange and we write the Billy club on it and start selling them because I think everyone needs to have a Billy club in their house and I to said, join the Billy club absolutely not <laughs> he said that's a dumb idea but I think you should all comment and voice your obvious and clear desire to have a Billy club from Carpe Fide. <laughs> uh, all right fine that's just an idea. I thought it was cute. That was fun. <laughs> I can't wait till we do the episode on Saint Nick closer to Christmas. The real Saint Nick. Oh, we're doing a Saint oh, Nick. Oh, we're episode? doing a Saint Nick episode. Oh, you better watch out. You better not cry. You Saint Nick be <laughs> Saint, Saint Nick be smacking Slap heretics in the, in the face. Yes, he do. Oh, I love it. It's gonna be a fun episode. Anyway, uh, <laughs> look, we really do mean that we would love to have a conversation. We really do mean that we're open to dialogue. But we also mean everything we said here. I, I, I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't like to mince words. And yes, I do speak passionately. I try to make sure when I speak passionately, I'm saying what I mean, because there's no, there's no time to waste on half measures. This is this is full courage for the gospel all the way. This is doors open. This is come on in because there is no place for healing and growth for edification apart from the church and the truth of God. That's where it's found. So, yeah. Yep, and amen. I'm here for that. All right. Well, that 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 makes this episode 46. Uh, you you go out there, you join the Billy Club, take all the good of Billy, and use the good of Billy for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. And with that, I think we should encourage you this evening to seize the faith. faith.